Spring is here. The window is closed. Players are on the move. And we're back again on RTE Junior Radio. I'm Harry. And I'm Jack. And this is Two Halves. Coming up on this month's show, we look at the top moves in and out of clubs in the January transfer window. Closer to home, Ronan Calvert from Kenny's Kids on Twitter gives us the lowdown on all the Irish transfers and the ones to look out for. Donegal under 12 team Cockle Celtic are in the locker room and we chat to Arsenal's first team strength and conditioning coach, Barry Solon. And our super fan family this month are the Douglases, who just happen to be Tottenham supporters. I love the sound of them already. Sit back, relax, and get ready for two halves. Two halves. So this wasn't really your typical January transfer window. Well, it was so slow, and then it got really exciting in the last day or two. Okay, Harry. Well, for you, what were the most significant transfers? Well, obviously, Ericsson coming back to Premier League, even just coming back to playing football for a professional club. So Ericsson to Brentford and Coutinho coming back to the Premier League. He is playing under Steven Gerrard, who he used to play with, playing for Liverpool. So that's a brilliant move. Felipe Coutinho to Aston Villa and Kieran Trippier back to the Premier League. He played in the Champions League uh, semi-finals and the final back in 2019 and Luca Digne to Aston Villa was a really strange transfer I was quite surprised to see that one like he was a real great player for Everton so strange move there and obviously Dijan Kulisevsky to Spurs that was great <clears throat> he's coming from Sweden no he's coming from Juventus in this area yeah, I know but he's from Sweden he's from Sweden and he's coming from Juventus he's on loan so they're mine what about you Jack well one of the most important transfers, I think, was Bruno Guimaraes to Newcastle. He's very young, definitely a future star, a great CDM. In the fight for staying up, Newcastle definitely needed him, and that was a massive transfer for them. Newcastle obviously made quite a few good transfers, the likes of Kieran Trippier and Chris Wood. Of course, they had all the money from their big financial takeover. As a Spurs fan, I was delighted to see Spurs signing Kulusevski and Bentancourt. Another good signing was Luis Diaz uh, to Liverpool from Porto. Uh, he's a great left mid. I don't know how they're going to fit him into the team if they're going to drop Jota or Mane. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, I think they'll drop Firmino. He's already uh, dropped if Jota's say they could Say they could play a 4-2-3-1 with the, the, at the back four. Then maybe Fabinho and other Henderson or Keita. Yeah. And then who would they put in the cam? Well, Jota's a centre-forward, so I'd say... He, he could go could, there. Yeah. And then put Diaz on the left, Salah up top. Or Diaz up top, Salah on the right, Mane on the left. That wouldn't be bad. No, Diaz is his left mid. I have the complete striker. He won- He was top scorer in the Copa America. Yeah, that's fair. That's a strong team. If Jurgen Klopp wants to go on holidays sometime, we could take over. Just sorry, Alison Kelleher's in the team. So, Mr. Klopp, if you're listening, it's junior at rte.ie if you're looking for the attention of Jack and Harry. (laughs) (laughs) On the topic of management, Harry, we saw the departures of two managers in the Premier League in January. Rafa Benitez from Everton and Claudio Ranieri from Watford. So, obviously, both teams need a bit of a rebuild project. Frank Lampard brings in a great record going into Everton. He came fourth in the Premier League with Chelsea a few years ago when he was in charge and he brought Derby to a playoff final. 
So I'll be pretty confident Lampard will shake things up. And Roy Hodgson is after taking over at Watford. What do you make of that, Jack? He's even out of retirement. Well, obviously Roy Hodgson is a very, very, very experienced manager. He has decades of experience in management. The last couple of years, obviously, he was the Crystal Palace manager. He managed to keep him up every single year, and I think he will help Watford out. Whether he's better than Ranieri, though, I don't know. It's been a really disjointed month of play. We've had two weekends off duty with international and FA Cup games. So as it stands, the top five in the table so far is Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United and West Ham United. Well, Harry, this is actually the point in the season for me, which is very exciting, where things can actually change. There are loads of games and hands flying about because of the outbreak of COVID in the Premier League a couple of months ago. So if you think about it, for example, Liverpool are in second on 48 points, nine points behind City. They have a game in hand and they still have to play them. So do you think when we come back next month, the top four will have changed? Do you even think City will possibly be off that top spot? For me, I think City will still be top, but it will be very close. I don't think it will be nine points. I think it could be potentially six or maybe even three. I do still think City are going to win the league. However... I hope that it will be an interesting title race. If Liverpool do close the gap on City, I would love to see an all-out brawl for that top spot. That would be very entertaining. And as a neutral, I'd love to see that. But I do think City are going to win the league. Yeah, I have to agree. I think Man City are going to win. But we have lots more shows to go and anything could happen. It's been a busy show so far and we've talked a lot about the January transfer window. Well, joining us now is someone who had his head right in that window when it was open, watching everything that was going on. He runs the Kenny's Kids Twitter page, tracking and promoting all Irish players, both home and abroad, and he writes for Pundit Arena. Welcome to Two Halves, Ronan Calvert. Thanks very much for having me on, lads. Appreciate it. Ronan, you must be exhausted keeping an eye on all of this. Can you tell us some of the most exciting moves for some of the Irish lads in this transfer window? Uh, yeah, um, there's a lot of activity over the last few weeks. You know, there's been a lot of um, different deals going on and a lot to follow, as you say. So, yeah, it has been um, a small bit exhausting at times. But um, I think the one that happened with Carl Heffernan moving to AC Milan from Cork City was probably the most interesting one. You know, unlike maybe a move like Jeff Hendrick or Aaron Connolly or more senior players, I think because, like, because Heffernan's only 16 years of age, He's done with Ireland under-17s and, you know, he's going to grow so much. He's such a big prospect. I thought his move to, to AC Milan is, is a massive one. And, um, yeah, I'm just very excited for him. And James Abanqua as well, from going from Pats to Udinese. So the Irish um, youngsters going to Italy is becoming more and more common. And I think it's a great thing for Irish football. His mum and dad are Irish Olympians. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Rob Marion, yeah, his, his uh, parents are obviously... A great uh, guidance of him and a great influence on him. And um, I think his like, athleticism won't be a problem anyway if uh, his parents are anything to expect. I believe he's gone over Rob. His father was in an interview and he said that uh, Paolo Maldini will actually be like a supervisor watching over uh, Cahal while he's over there. So he's in very safe hands. You know, he's great uh, parents guiding him. He is obviously a, a legend of the game, kind of going to be guiding him over there as well. So if he can fulfill his potential, like from the small bits that I've seen, you know, he's very comfortable on the ball very calm presence. He seems to be a good leader for the Ireland under-17. So, uh, yeah, he could have a big future and it's be exciting to follow him. Jeff Hendrick and Jamie McGrath both transferred to the EFL leagues. Are you excited with those moves? 
McGrath to Wigan and Hendrick to QPR. Yeah, I was very happy for McGrath to get that move, you know. Um, he came very, very close to moving in the summer as well. It was quite a late deal and, you know, there might have been some concerns uh, in the kind of McGrath camp that it wouldn't get done. I believe um, his representatives and Wigan's representatives had to meet halfway between uh, Wigan and Scotland. So they met in Carlisle to get the paperwork done and they managed to get across the line and it's, uh, it's fantastic for him. You know, you saw in his Ireland performances how talented he is, how good he's on the ball, how composed he is. So, like, you know, he deserves to play in the championship next season because Wigan look like they will be promoted. I think he deserves that platform. It's fantastic for him. And to join James McLean and Will Keane, he'll have a familiar company too. So I think he deserves this move and it's great for him. Ronan, you tweeted last week and you said, you just know Stephen Kenny is absolutely beaming with this move. You mentioned Jeff's lack of football in almost every press conference. Yeah, I think... um, Stephen will be a happy, happy man because he just loves, you know, obviously, as any manager would, for his players to be playing week in, week out and learning as they go. So um, the QPR move for, for Jeff is, is great because I was looking at it today. I would have had it in my head. He would have played for Newcastle at least six or seven times this year. I think he only played three times in the league altogether. So it's been badly needed because when he went away with Ireland, you could see what he's capable of. He can be, you know, a very good player in the ball when he needs to. He's he follows instructions very well and his work rate is um, excellent as well so I think Jeff deserves to play football week in week out and fans really take them because as we saw with Jeff against Qatar against Azerbaijan even against Portugal you know, there is a player there trying to break out almost trying to break out from within him and if he gets to play week in week out I think we'll see him express himself in the championship Overall Ronan was it a good window for Irish players? I think it was I think it was because there's a few guys there that like in previous windows we've all said should move but they ended up not moving in the end so the fact Jamie McGrath has now moved the fact Jeff Hendrick has moved the fact Aaron Connolly has moved as well because he badly needed to move uh, the way things are going at Brighton he was getting a bit fed up he was training hard all week not getting selected whereas now he'll have loads of opportunities to play at Middlesbrough so that's good for him as well so there's another crop of guys kind of beneath them, but also good prospects as well. There's a guy, Callum Kavanagh, with uh, Middlesbrough, who scores a goal in like every single under-23 game he plays. He's moved to Harrogate Town. Going to track him, he'll be worth looking at. And um, yeah, obviously the Heffernan and the Banquet news was a big news. So overall, I think very, very positive. You couldn't really ask for too much more, I don't think. Ronan Calvert, it's been a pleasure having you on Two Halves. Thank you very much. Thanks a million, lads. Pleasure. <laughs> We're heading to the northern part of the country now, where the Cockhill Celtic under-12s boys team tell us who they think will win the Premier League and the League of Ireland. Anthony O'Brien, right lead. Lucas Slagger, centre-back. Cian Murphy, striker. Aaron Stevenson, striker. Cian McDonald, centre-back. Jamie O'Donnell, striker. Liam McDonald, centre-back. Ward Cockhill, under-12s. Premier League Player of the Year for me, Mo Salah. Uh, my Premier League Player of the Year is Antonio Rudiger. My Premier League Player of the Year is Sal. My Premier League Player of the Year is Brad Silva. My Premier League Player of the Year is Mo Salah. I think uh, Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. I think Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. I think Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. I think Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. I think Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. I think Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. I think Shamrock Rovers won the League of Ireland. Who's the Premier League? Uh, from Liverpool, but probably Man City. Uh, I think Man City. Oh. I want Liverpool, but I think City are going to win. Man City's going to win. Man City's going to win. Man City's going to win the Premier League. Man City's going to win the Premier League. Are you still forward to Belgium coming, Fairman? Mm, I don't know, Fair
Thanks, Cockhill Celtic. I love your new team jersey. And thanks as well to their coach, Christy McDade, there for the help. Best of luck in your match next Saturday against Beach One FC. We just love this month's superfan family. They're the Douglases living in Kilmacow in County Kilkenny. Dad Ronan and his son Kean are huge Tottenham supporters. Maybe even more than us? Respect! Ronan has been following Spurs all of his life since he was a young child. And here, they tell us why they'll always live in hope for a Tottenham title. Hi, I am Kean. I am 11. I have been a Spurs supporter since I was born. I have always loved Tottenham because my dad is a fan. One of my favourite games was when Tottenham played Liverpool in the Champions League final. It was so exciting, but let's not talk about the result. My favourite players are Hugo Lloris and Harry Kane. I have a huge collection of Tottenham Hotspur match stacks as well. I have nine Harry Kanes and nine Hugo Lloris's. My first ever Spurs game was in Wembley in 2018 against West Brom when we drew 1-1. I can't wait to go to the new Tottenham Stadium. It looks epic. I am a goalkeeper with Kilmacow FC in Kilkenny and one day I want to be a goalkeeper for Spurs. I also love going to Waterford FC games in the RC with my dad. Come on the Blues. Hey everyone, I'm Ronan. I'm Keane's dad. So I've been a Spurs fan since way back in 1987. So that is uh, many, many years. Um, my own dad brought me to Alfie Hale's sports shop on the quay in Waterford to buy my first ever Spurs jersey. And I still have it. Uh, a big memory for me was sitting in our old sitting room watching Paul Gascoigne score a fantastic free kick against our big rivals Arsenal way back in 1991. I, w- I was only 11, but I thought it was the best thing ever. It still is. It's always good when we beat the Gunners. I've been really lucky to see Spurs play at Wembley and the old White Hart Lane on a number of times, but I haven't made it to the new Spurs stadium just yet. I think my all-time favourite player for Spurs was Gary Lineker. What a goal scorer. Growing up, all my friends supported Liverpool, Man United and even Arsenal. God help them. So, supporting Spurs was always a bit different. So when Keane and I are not watching Spurs, you'll find us cheering on Waterford FC and we'll be back in the Premier Division in no time. Another special guest on the show now and we're going to the Arsenal Training Centre to talk to their first team, strength and conditioning coach. He's a Mayo man and he's very welcome to two halves. Hello, Barry Sullen. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Barry, it's really an honour to have you on the show. For anyone who doesn't know, can you explain what a strength and conditioning coach does? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, so my role and the role of the, the people in the team I'm with, which would be along with uh, the people in sports science and the physio team and the doctor, we're kind of all in the one sort of performance team together. We would work with the coaches to plan training and what that would look like on a week. So this ends up being a busy week. So 
one job then is to get training right and get people what they need. So the coach needs to get what he needs from a tactical point of view. Uh, we need to make sure the players get what they need from a physical point of view. And then that would be kind of in a group setting for what the team needs. And then there'll be also individuals within that group who might need a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on what they've done for the past couple of weeks. So it's just kind of working across both the, the group needs and the individual needs to try and plan it to get the, the right amount for everybody. Does it feel cool to train professional footballers every day? Yeah, I have, uh, I'm very lucky that I, I love my job. I get to wear a pair of shorts most days and get to be out on the pitch kicking a ball around and listen to some music in the gym. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. And of course, soccer isn't the only sport you've worked in as a strength coach. There's rugby and GA too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've worked with a, a couple of teams back home in Ireland in, in the GA setting. And then I spent a bit of time in rugby as well, along with, uh, with Clontarf there in Dublin. So yeah, across a couple of that and a little bit then in some other individual sports like uh, tennis, golf and boxing, a little bit like that as well. So a mix of everything. Are the Arsenal players sometimes on a strict diet? Is there any food that they can't eat? <laughs> uh, yeah, the guys uh, look after themselves uh, pretty well from a, a nutrition point of view, but they train pretty hard and uh, and do that every day as well. So a little treat every so often is no harm for them as long as they don't have too much, you know. Who's the best Arsenal player for doing all their exercises? And is there anyone you have to keep an eye on? Um, no, uh, we have uh, we've a uh, pretty good uh, a good bunch here. I think like any group, there's uh, a lot of people. Some guys love training. Some guys will do everything they need and some other guys need a little bit of a push. But uh, we have a pretty good group here. Uh, uh, our goalkeepers work really, really hard. Uh, they obviously have a a physical, uh, a very physical position in terms of diving and saving balls. So their training is pretty hard. And then the guys that play in the wider positions, so our right backs, left backs, uh, right wingers, left wingers, guys in the middle of the pitch, they tend to clock up a lot of miles in games as well. So they probably are the some of the more fitter people in the squad. Yeah. Arsenal have a good team coming through with Tavares, Saka, Smithrow, Lukonga, Ramsdale, and more. Are there any more youngsters to look out for in cup games? There are, yeah. There's a few good guys coming out of the academy. Uh, I don't want to put pressure on any of them, but there's some of them following now in, uh, in the footsteps of the likes of Emil and, and Bikayo and people who came through that kind of pathway. So we've had a good few of them in, in, the, in the first team down the years and hopefully now there's a couple of more just about to come as well. Barry, what advice would you have for kids like me and Harry who want to improve our strength and conditioning? Firstly, I would say you should play as many sports as you can. There is an awful lot of research supporting that, you know, people can be, some people have early developers and sometimes you have late developers. So there's a lot of research supporting that the more sports you play, the more rounded of an athlete you can be. They become, you know, good attributes to have then as you get into your 17 and 18 year old and get into your late teens. So I would say just to be as active as you can, play as many sports as you can. Yeah, enjoy, pick whatever one you enjoy, just kind of lean to that and, and do as good as you can. Finally, Barry, who's going to win the Premier League this year? Will it be Arsenal? I think the, the three teams that are leading the way at the minute, uh, Liverpool, City uh, and Chelsea, it's up to everybody else to kind of catch them. So they all look pretty good at the minute, but we'll, yeah, we'll see how the season finishes out from here on. Barry Sullen, thanks for the chats on Two Halves. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that's our lot for this show. Thanks to all our guests. And of course, thank you for listening here on RTE Junior Radio. Don't forget, if you want to feature in the super fan family or the locker room, you can email us, junior at rte.ie, or you can follow us on Twitter and use the hashtag twohalves. And that applies to you as well, Mr. Jürgen Klopp, if you're listening. 
Uh, I think we gave you a pretty good match day squad there a couple of minutes ago. Actually, Jack, we have midterm holidays coming up. We could help out some of these managers. But don't worry, we'll be back again next month to let you know how everything is going on in the world of soccer. Goodbye from RT Junior Radio. Goodbye for now from Two Halves. Two Halves.